Welcome back to this week's episode. First, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who was so supportive last week when I dropped my first episode back during this new season. I was pretty overwhelmed with support and love and text messages, and that does not go unnoticed, and it really does motivate me to keep going and keep filming this podcast because I think I mentioned it a little bit, but at times it can be hard to be aware of the, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, It's just such a blind platform. I can't really connect with my listeners the way that I can on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. So to get that personal one-on-one feedback and excitement that I am uploading episodes again really means the world because that motivation and support is what is driving me to keep posting. And I'm so glad that everyone is so happy that it's back because I am pumped. I also really appreciate the um, suggestions for the podcast in terms of branding and the name. And I don't know, I might just stick with breaking up, but try to angle it more toward like Topics that don't necessarily mean a breakup, like breaking up with bad habits or toxic relationships or breaking up with um, negative thoughts. So we'll see uh, kind of where this goes, but I feel a little bit too attached to breaking up. And I mean, it's kind of what it's listed as. I like that it starts with the letter B because it's close to the front of the alphabet. Or the beginning of it and I feel like that does help with pushing like the podcast's algorithm out there I don't know just some social media thoughts but I'm currently sitting in my home office on the pink couch if you were here since my apartment days it's the one for my apartment and it just feels so nostalgic and like at home this room specifically really reminds me of my apartment days But I bring that up because my two cats are climbing all over this couch right now. So if you hear odd little scratching noises or clawing, it's them like crawling upside down on the couch, basically. But this is a raw and real recording. I feel like I like that personal effect more when I listen to podcasts. Like, I want to hear your dog in the background, you know? I love podcasts like that, preferably over ones that are professionally recorded in a studio. It just feels a little bit disconnected more, but just some thoughts. Um, Anyway, as you can tell by the title of this week's episode, I thought it would be kind of fun to kind of dive deeper into this current TikTok. I mean, honestly, I think the trend is already over, but the TikTok trend that was going around on March 13th or March 14th Um, which was like things that would send March 14th, 2020 me into a coma. And it's basically just everything crazy that has happened since the start of quarantine and the start of the pandemic. And I thought it would be a really great way for me to also update you more on some things that have happened since then and just do another kind of quick recap, but with a twist. And obviously... 2020 was three years ago, so that trend did kind of, like, when I would see it, I'd be like, yeah, of course you look different because it's been three years ago, so obviously things will be 
not as they used to be, but um, I thought it would still be kind of fun. And the more that I brainstormed certain things, the more that I was like, huh, this is actually crazy and kind of fun to recap because it has been a pretty big last few years. And um, this way we are like fully caught up because the first episode of the season that I just posted last week, it felt kind of chaotic to me. Um, I was all over the place, you guys. I am still getting back into recording these episodes. And as a Gemini, I feel like it is so hard for me to summarize versus give specific details because I want... Ever since I was a kid, the way that I would tell stories would be like, no, it was at 2.53 p.m. You were in jeans, not black pants. And like mom was driving and like I have to have every single detail right in the story. And if I was such an annoying kid, but if my parents were telling a story and they had like one detail that was slightly incorrect, I had to chime in and be like, no, that's not what happened. Um, So I feel like I should have done a better job in the last episode at like summarizing versus going into details. Um, But I kind of wanted to give this episode like that chance because I told you I would tell you like everything that you've missed since that last episode in 2021 and I like got caught up in details and didn't do a good summary. So here is my best attempt at a full summary before we dive into this list of things that would cause March 2020 me to go into a coma because I did prep and I wrote out a ton of things. Um, Some are serious, some are funny, some are just pop culture, and then some are very personal that I want to get into. But to try to summarize to the best that I can, the reason that this podcast took such a big break was because I moved into this house, dove into renovations at the same time that I was Grieving, saying goodbye to my childhood home, having my family move further away, having my best friend move states, going through an unexpected breakup, Um, and the last thing on my mind that summer with all of that going on was recording a podcast episode because I was focused on the house, renovations, and then off screen, like beside that, I was just really freaking sad, but throughout that summer of sadness and confusion and renovations and god knows what else i started seeing my current partner ashton and that is like the greatest blessing that came out of that confusing time um and just when i was kind of like healing from that summer something happened in december of that following year i guess that would be december 2021 yes um Something pretty traumatic happened then that led to a lot of PTSD injuries and I had a concussion that was pretty serious for a few months. It made it really hard for me to focus, stare at electronics or screens, edit. I was losing my train of thought. My vision changed. So I was doing a lot of PT and doctor's appointments kind of focus on my health and Right when I kind of felt ready to, you know, film the podcast again and get back into work, that happened and it it put everything on pause again. And then once I was starting to feel better from the concussion, um, I went through a really hard like eight weeks in the spring um, where life felt very confusing once again and I felt very 
alone and I was dealing with loss and confusion all over again. So my coping mechanism that time was travel. So I went to Arizona twice, then I went to Florida and um, things got better by summer. And I spent summer of 2022 not really focused on work or podcasting. I mean, at that point, it had been one year since my last podcast episode, so I felt odd coming back to that. I didn't know how to return, and I was at a point where I didn't really want to share anything in my life either. And I mean, even now, I was very vague with that whole last year, so I didn't know if there was anything I could even talk about. And that was really the summer of, like, focusing on my relationship and we traveled a lot. We went up north to Duluth for a little bit. My partner and I went to um, San Diego, which was super fun. I went to Michigan with my family. So I was vlogging and that was pretty much it. Like I wasn't podcasting or anything. And then I started to get the itch to return to this podcast and I put it on my 2023 goals and resolutions list. And here we are. I am starting to come back. I just, I think like returning and hitting record for the first time was one of the hardest parts. You know, what do they say? Like showing up is the hardest part sometimes. So I did that. And now that we're over that hurdle, it does feel easier to be back. And I feel like I can finally let the last two years kind of like be at peace and rest. I don't want to bring up the past like that, but I did feel like it was necessary in order to move on just because I I, I didn't want to leave unanswered questions or blurry periods of time from the last episode of season one to where we are today. Like so much had happened. I did feel the need to kind of like explain, hey, this is what's up. This is what happened. Um, because I do get comments still from people, not like hate comments, but just curious people that are asking kind of what happened or how come you said this and now you're doing this. So I'm trying my best to explain everything. Obviously, I only have good intentions, so it's hard for me to, um, tell you while also respecting privacy sometimes, but to the best of my ability, that is kind of what happened, what is up, and now it is spring 2023 somehow. I feel like that was such a better recap summary than the last episode. I was really stressing over that. I felt like it was so hard to follow, and I'm glad that I was able to redeem myself (laughs) and have a better, hopefully, easy to follow, clarifying, quick recap of why it's been so long. But okay, all of that to rest now. I will not bring it up again. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. 
They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness, there's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF and an anti-aging retinol serum that I love to use before bed. What's awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money, or you can purchase them individually, but definitely try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode, as well as a discount code for you. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That is Michaela 10 at checkout for 10% off. Michaela 10 in all caps. I promise you, you will not regret it and try out Banish today. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, monetize it. I firmly believe there is a way to make money doing what you love. Whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, or even something like yoga, there is a way to monetize it. Check out my new merch on my spring shop linked down below to wrap your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That's podcast at checkout linked below. But moving on to the list of things that would send March 2020 me into a coma. Obviously, I mean this title kind of lightly because that is um, the trend that's going around on TikTok. But I thought this would be kind of fun. And I would love to hear some things that are on your list. So if you want to reach out on like Instagram or TikTok or something, uh, I wish there was an easier way to like comment on podcast episodes, but definitely let me know. I wrote out this list in the best chronological order that I could do, starting back like one of the first things, you know, in March 2020 to one of the most recent things at the end. So hopefully it kind of flows, Um, but we've got a lot to cover. So the first thing on my list that I wrote down that I think would send 2020 or March 2020 me into a coma is... Uh, you're about to spend quarantine going through a breakup. (laughs) Day one, actually. Anybody else? It was the first day of quarantine and I was newly single. It was fine, but it was kind of funny. Obviously, like, breakups are breakups, but looking back, I'm, like, chuckling at it because like (laughs) what a time so it did make me kind of even more isolated or at least feeling more isolated because I wasn't leaving my apartment and then for those of you that know from back then um the person that I was with was living in my apartment so I felt even more isolated and like March 13th 2020 me would not think that would be March 14th, 2020 me. So starting off (laughs) um, with that, but moving on, the next thing on my list that I have is gas prices are about to drop to 95 cents. I thought this was so comical. I mean, I was 24 at the time and paying off a ton of student loans and I was living pretty much paycheck to paycheck trying to pay my rent. And gas was 
pricey at the time. So to see gas prices plummet that low, it was shocking. And I mean, I wish I had places to be because I wish like I didn't take advantage of it. Obviously, I wasn't going anywhere and that's why it was so cheap. But I think that would be really funny. I'm just trying to picture like myself days before COVID like became a global pandemic um, and like trying to tell her this shit, like what that would be like. Um, the next thing on my list is you can get alcohol delivered now. I feel like that would blow my mind because it became such a normal thing during quarantine with supporting local businesses or restaurants and trying, I don't know, it was just so funny. I mean, it is kind of crazy if you think about it. We can't do that anymore, can we? At least with like restaurants, takeout, you can't. Um, the next thing on my list is OnlyFans and YouTube and Instagram, honestly, are really going to take off. That summer of 2020, all of my socials really started to take off and my dream of being able to pursue YouTube and make a living off of what I love doing really became a reality. And I think that would just motivate younger me so much if she knew that was coming. Off of that, the bedroom makeover video that I am about to post at this time is going to hit 1 million views on YouTube. And that was a really big deal because it was the first time that had ever happened to me. And I worked extremely hard, not only on the bedroom makeover, but then editing the video itself. So it was a very proud accomplishment at that time. And my channel was small. March 2020, I don't remember exactly how many subscribers I had, but that fact would blow her mind. Kind of on the same topic, um, I have you'll <clears throat> I have you're about to hit 50k on YouTube. That was a really big dream of mine for a long time. So I think March 2020 me would just be shook to hear that. Um, and off of that as well, OnlyFans becomes your brand. I when I first started making OnlyFans videos, never thought that I would be known for those on YouTube. So it's kind of funny to think now that anytime someone does like recognize me from YouTube, it's usually in regards to an OnlyFans video. Um, and I love it. It's just funny that became like my, my niche or niche, 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 niche. I say niche, right? Um, the next thing on my list is you are able to pay off all of your debt. This was such a big dream of mine. And by August of 2020, thanks to OnlyFans and social media, and honestly, the stimulus packages that we received, I was able to pay off all of my student debt, my car loan, my medical loan. I think I had a personal loan out as well. I mean, I was in my young 20s and really, like I said earlier too, just trying to pay rent paycheck to paycheck. So to hit that, milestone was unbelievable. Um, Oh my god, the next one on my list, Taylor Swift releases not just new music, but re-releases old music as well. It was iconic when we found out that she dropped Evermore and Folklore, and then, and then to have Fearless, Taylor's version come out. What a time to be alive. The next thing on my list, you start dating women. 
I don't know if this would send me into a coma, but it would definitely make me pretty elated um, just to know that I've come so far with accepting who I am. And that's like really nervous to do when you've never dated um, a certain gender before. And I guess I will say I sort of had in the past off of like dating apps, I'd grabbed coffee or met up with certain girls, but it was never very clear if it was a date. I was super young at the time and just not ready. So as an adult, I feel like that was my first time of dating women um, during COVID. And funny enough, it included like FaceTime first dates because of the pandemic and all of that, which that alone, like the concept of first dates being on FaceTime would probably send me into a coma. Off of that, the next thing on my list is despite saying you never would, you come out to your family. Um, I've talked about this, so I really don't have to like get too into it, but as you know, my family is very conservative, they're Catholic, and they just don't agree with a lot of what I believe in, and I knew before doing this how they would feel. I also told myself years ago that I would never come out to them, but in that moment, things changed and I felt the need to. So I did, and it did not go well. I think that would, I'd be out, I would be in a coma just off of that fact alone that I did that. Um, But the next thing on my list is you come out on social media platforms, which lead to a lot of love and self-discovery. And that part is very true. I probably wouldn't go into a coma over that. I'd probably want like a time machine to fast forward to that moment. Um, The next thing on my list is kind of serious. And it is cancer scares. Um, I probably wouldn't necessarily go into a coma over these because I am constantly afraid of that reality. But it would definitely be shocking because I did have two kind of scary abnormal situations. Um, I documented one of them on YouTube in a video as kind of like a PSA to get checked out and um, go to the doctors for certain things because I had an abnormal skin area. Um, I got a piece of skin removed and it came back abnormal. So then we had to go in and remove like the whole area. And I have this big scar on my back from it. But that was pretty scary just because I was 24, 25 at the time. And um, I spent a lot of my teenage years not wearing sunscreen when I should have because you feel so unstoppable as a teenager. You feel like you can't die ever. At least I did. I felt very fearless and um, immortal. So, and like who wants to wear sunscreen, you know? Like I was too cool for it, which is so dumb. Um, So wear sunscreen. I lather myself in it now because uh, I remember spending like entire summers laying on my stomach, tanning my back at the beach, the pool, anywhere. And then now I have a huge scar on my back from my actions. Uh, Obviously, everything turned out fine. They removed the big chunk of skin and nothing else came back abnormal beyond that. So we're good. 
Um, and the other thing that happened was actually almost a year ago, last May of 2022, um, I had a bunch of polyps and I had to get those surgically removed. And usually polyps are benign, but they are kind of, I think by definition, they're tumors. Yeah, so that was really scary. And I was awake for that procedure. I'm really grateful because Ashton actually came with me. I've never shared the story because it was such a personal thing that went on at the time, but now it's far enough away where I can talk about it. Um, and I'm no longer like afraid of the results because, spoiler alert, they were benign. I do not have cancer, but a lot of women in my family um, did. They had breast cancer and ovarian cancer, I think ovarian or uterine or cervical. Maybe it was cervical, something with your uterus. So I know that I'm at risk. And I know that's probably, you know, at the end of this journey, that's going to be what does it for me. Maybe. I don't know. That's a scary thought to think of. Um, But I like went in to get this surgically removed. I think I had like four or five I don't remember because I was trying not to think about that, but um, they basically stick a camera up up you and <laughs> um, go in with, she just, my doctor described it as kind of like a hole puncher and they're going to hole punch all the polyps out. Oh my God. The worst part was this huge needle that they stick up there to numb your cervix and that needle hurt. I had never experienced a pain like that. I'm sure it's similar to getting like an IUD placed or anything that they don't even numb you for that though. So I'm not sure, but that was the one part that hurt the most. And then once that kicked in, um, it was pretty numb the whole procedure, but I could still feel things moving around and I could see it on the screen and I could see all the blood. Um, But yeah, Ashton was there and I'm really glad that he was. It's just kind of like a funny um, memory now to be like, oh my God, remember when you went with me and watched the whole procedure? (laughs) It was also a really um, great form of like birth control for me, TBH, because it happened in like a gynecology or like, no, OBGYN office. So most women there receiving care are like pregnant or dealing with like family planning and there's a lot of like posters up or pictures of births and different tools on the sides of the table and I was just like okay well I never want to be pregnant now so let's make sure I, we don't end up back here um that's another thing I should should have added to this list of things that would put March 2020 me into a coma is I don't think I want to have kids and back in 2020 I really wanted to be a young mom. I mean, growing up my whole teenagehood, young 20s, when I was dating people at that time, I remember telling them like, yeah, I want to be a mom by the time that I'm like 25 or 27. Like, I want to know my kid as long as I can. So I want to have them as early as I can. I loved having a young mom. Um, My mom had me very, very young. Not very, very young. She was 21. But that is still very young. And I... I'm so grateful that I got to watch her grow up like in her 20s. Like not many people can say that they knew their parents in their 20s. So I feel very blessed to have known them. And 
they were cool. Like my parents were 20, they were in their 20s in the 90s. So looking at those photos of us and uh, of them and their style and how active they were, like um, my parents played with me like differently than I think they, my siblings remember because my parents were so active and young. We were like constantly running around in the backyard or going out with friends and family and yeah, basically, I'm getting off track here, but uh, my whole life, I thought I wanted to follow in my parents' footsteps because that's all that I knew. So my parents had me young. Obviously, I'm going to have my kids young. I think it's very common to want to mirror your childhood or how you were raised. Um, and I thought I wanted a semi-big family, like three or four kids, just kind of like seeing how it goes after each one. I thought that would be like my purpose and what I wanted, blah, blah, blah. And it at times was a conflict with people that I was dating because some partners didn't want kids and they knew that I did and it led to separations. But what's funny is all those years where I did want kids, I knew I wasn't ready, but I just thought that like when I would be financially secure or a little bit older or like at a point in my life where I could handle the responsibility that it would, I would just be like, yep, now's the time. Um, I got to that point and I know that, oh my God, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything here, but I know if I found myself in that situation, like I would probably be completely fine. I have um, the space for a child. I've got the home. I've got the stability. I've got the job. Like, I'm good. But now that I have all of those things in place, I don't want it. Like, I'm still not ready. And maybe I'm just not ready, but I also, like, no part of me wants that right now. And I know it's becoming more and more common to have kids a little later in life than our parents did. Um, I, like, thinking about it now, I don't think a single person from my high school graduation class of 2014 has a kid yet, at least the ones that graduated in that class with me, Um, because some, I think, that didn't, that weren't there for senior year do, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure no one does yet, and we're, like, focused on our careers, and it's not it doesn't feel weird. It feels like we're still teenagers, you know, and I'm actually 27 and it would be completely fine if I had a kid, but I don't know. That's just, I went on this huge rant about that, but basically I just don't think I want them. Um, I can see myself like maybe changing my mind in my thirties or it wouldn't take much if the partner that I am with at that time wanted one. I feel like I'd be like, okay, sure, because I just wanted them, I'd want them to be happy. I don't know. It wouldn't take that much to convince me, but on my own, with where I am in life right now, that's not part of my plan, um, and I don't feel a void without it. Like, I, I think it's just n- realizing that I am complete and whole without what I thought I needed growing up. The other part of it is I feel like I spent my whole life around kids and babies and raising my siblings. Like, I'm the oldest of five kids, and we had it pretty nice, but there was also some tough times that I just, 
um, probably will never talk about online, but it led to responsibility roles shifting. And I feel like I did my time. I feel like I raised some babies or helped raise them, I guess. Um, And as the oldest kid, a lot of that responsibility just naturally fell on me. So I do joke with my parents now, like, I'm done. Like, I raised kids. I'm done having kids. Um, Yeah, that definitely would send me into a coma. (laughs) Okay, this next one. Um, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor getting fired. I think this would just, I would be so confused in March 2020 um, because he was such a pivotal part of that franchise. Uh, Obviously, I don't agree. I'm glad that he got fired because of his actions and what he said and stood for. It's not okay. I think the franchise itself has like fallen apart the last few years. Um, But just for like a little comical relief, because that was probably something that would never be on my bingo card uh, or see it coming, you know? <laughs> thing on my list is you start making bank off of OnlyFans and YouTube that you're able to buy a house. And buying my dream home in my 20s is definitely something that would send me straight into a coma. I am so grateful to be here and to be able to have spent that following summer renovating this house. That was such a dream come true. And those facts alone definitely would have sent me straight into a coma. Um, The next one is kind of sad, but your parents sell your childhood home. This broke my heart, and if March 2020 knew that I only had, like, 14 more months in that house or to be able to go back home to my childhood home, that would have been really sad. I knew it was, like, something that would happen eventually, but... If I had, like, the deadline or if I just knew that last date, I think it would have just broken my heart. The next thing on my list, though, is you stop eating meat. Um, At this point in 2020, I was pretty vegetarian, but not as strict as, like, I am now. If I was out with friends and someone had, like, a pizza, like a pepperoni pizza, I might have had a slice or... um, If chicken was in something, maybe I'd eat it. I always gravitated toward vegetarian items, but I never wanted to be, like, strictly vegetarian because I just didn't know if I could do it. But at this point, I'm very strictly vegetarian. Um, So maybe not really a coma, but I would be pretty proud of myself for that. The next thing on my list, you realize you're not actually just into women slash you start dating and fall in love with a man. Off of that, you have a lot more tattoos now. (laughs) I just thought that was kind of funny because that is a very summarized um, recap of what happened. But I still want to make that full episode, I think, on how I came to, like, accept my sexuality during this confusing time and, like, realizing that I actually didn't just like one gender Um, because it was kind of embarrassing almost to have to admit that I was wrong or like I just spent all this time working up to like coming out on social media and I received so much support so I didn't want to seem like a fraud dating a man after all of that even though I didn't mean for any of that to happen um 
But that kind of ties into something else that I wanted to clarify because I realized I didn't mention this in the last episode, but I talked around it, and that is labels and how I identify. Um, I feel most comfortable being called queer and saying that I'm queer because queer is such a great umbrella term, and I think it fits like the fluid sexuality spectrum that a lot of us follow under. And I I talked about this, I think, about how I always struggled with labels and sometimes they felt more restrictive than they did um, freeing or identifying. But queer makes me feel like my most authentic self. And I like more than one gender, so it, it fits. Anyway, moving on. Um, the next thing on my list is you actually enjoy outdoorsiness and love hiking and nature. Younger me would never have thought. Um, I was not the biggest outdoorsy girl. I didn't like hiking. Um, I didn't like working out in general. I was pretty, I don't know, like dainty, I guess, but I love to get dirty now, like get dirt underneath my nails. Let's go hunt for like cool rocks in water and soil. And I love hiking. I would spend all day on a mountain if I could. So I think that fact alone would freak me out. (laughs) Off of that, you fall more in love with yoga and spend sometimes two to three hours a day practicing. I think at this point in March 2020, I was practicing yoga. I owned a yoga mat and I would do yoga practices in my apartment, but that addictive rush of endorphins and escape that I found in yoga, I hadn't quite found that yet. And I remember the day that, um, kind of going back to when I came out to my family, That day was really hard for me. It brought up a lot of emotions and it was tough for everyone. Um, But the one thing that helped is when I got back to my apartment, I practiced yoga and it was the best escape form that I had. And it still is. Like whenever I'm sad, my yoga mat has me. Like my yoga mat will always catch me. And I feel so proud of myself with everything that I've learned. And the thing with yoga is, yes, it seems like it's mostly physical, but most of it is mental and spiritual. And I've had so many spiritual epiphanies. Marnie, come on, get down. This cat, get down. I've had so many moments of clarity and epiphanies while on a yoga mat. It is life-changing. And I hadn't discovered that yet in March I wasn't like that. I wasn't a big yogi yet, but I recently mastered, well, I wouldn't say master, but I recently started being able to do handstands and that's really exciting. I love doing headstands. Anything upside down where I feel like I'm in the air is my favorite. I think it's because I'm an air sign um, and I feel like I'm flying. I feel like the world has been flipped upside down in like a fun way. I love inversions. I recently started doing side crow variations and baby grasshopper. So being able to learn all these fun tricks and feel connected with my body is so cool and something that younger me, like I just didn't feel like 
I feel the most connected to my body now. So back then, I don't think I knew what my body was capable of. I don't think I realized that I actually can be flexible if I just stretch and exercise every single day. I still thought that because I didn't do gymnastics as a kid, I would never be able to walk on my hands or do the splits, but that is false. I am so close to being able to do a full side splits and it's because of yoga and it's taught me so much. It is amazing like what the body can do. Oh, the next thing on my list is you're fully vegetarian now and 90% vegan and gluten-free. So I'm strictly vegetarian and I'm loosely vegan and I'm trying to be gluten-free, but kind of what I said earlier about vegetarian, like in the beginning, I'm not strict on myself when it comes to vegan and gluten-free because if I'm out and someone orders like cheese curds, I might have one or mozzarella sticks or a pretzel. Like, come on, I'm going to have a pretzel and cheese, but... I shop vegan, so everything in my home is vegan, everything in my home is mostly gluten-free. I feel best when I am vegan and gluten-free, but I still allow myself to kind of have like treat days. I I like saying treat opposed to cheat because cheat has such a bad connotation behind it, but I allow myself to have treat days if I'm out somewhere. And also, it's just really tough if I'm a guest somewhere and they're offering me food and it's not gluten-free. I don't want to be that person that doesn't touch it. Or if we're hanging out with friends, like, and someone brings a a dish, like homemade buffalo dip, I don't want to be mean and not try it. So, um, but I mean, I will be completely honest and say that I did not understand vegan, a vegan lifestyle a few years ago. Um, and I just know that younger me would have judged me for being vegan, which is so funny because I want to be completely vegan someday. It's just baby steps, you know? So we've come a long way. This next one is kind of cool and random, but I think it would totally send March 2020 me into a coma. And that is some childhood actresses that you watched growing up, know who you are and follow your journey. Um, A few times throughout the last couple of years, someone that I know of or have watched in TV shows and movies growing up have followed me on Instagram and messaged me saying something about my OnlyFans videos or how they like my YouTube videos. And it is so crazy to think about because I always, like I replied, you know, obviously saying something like, no way, like I watched you and blah, blah, blah growing up. Like, this is so cool. Thank you so much. And that would have just blown my mind. It still does, but that's something cool I think about social media is it's connected um, industries that felt almost untouchable before and made them more of just real people that have a cool job. (laughs) The next thing on my list is just Wordle. Yeah, that would send me into a coma. We went crazy over Wordle for like a few months during that phase Um, the next thing on my list is kind of serious, but it's that my dream car is going to get totaled and I'll spend months with injuries. And this is kind of what I hinted at at the beginning of the episode with the concussion. Um, I'm just grateful that 
when I did buy that car that I had, I made a car tour on YouTube and I documented my vehicle and I showed every single part of it and my favorite parts. And I've looked for a vehicle that looked like that one since and I've never been able to find one. I bought it used. I think whoever owned it before customized a lot of the interior, but it was it was like my baby. Like I loved it so much and it was so cheap. I only paid $7,000 for that car and yet it was so updated, so modern, so recent. It had the best tires. Like I felt so safe in that vehicle and I paid it all off too. So that part did suck as well, but um, yeah, that would crush me knowing that I only got like two years with that car. I still get sad about it, but it is what it is, and at the end of the day, it's just a car. The next thing on my list is that you are so much stronger and more capable and smarter than you thought and give yourself credit for. Um, I've learned a lot in my 20s these last few years, and I've gone through so much growth with where I started out at the beginning of COVID to today, and things that I never thought were possible turned out to be possible and came true. A lot of that having to do with um, financial stability and my job and coming out and just being me and having people love me for that. So those facts alone, I think, would blow my mind. And 24-year-old me was just so naive in a way. I mean, I'm sure she thought she was smart and maybe she was, but I'm even better now. I'm even stronger than who I was back then. Um, the next thing on my list, oh, this one t- kind of ties into yoga, but I say you are voluntarily going to go on a yoga retreat. That is just something that younger me would not find interesting at all. So the fact that I paid money and voluntarily went to this, I think she would have laughed at me. But side note, that retreat changed my life. It was so fulfilling. I wish I could go this year, but it just wasn't in the cards, but maybe next year. And I learned so much about myself on that retreat. Um, Kind of on the topic of travel, I have, you're going to travel to Arizona, Florida, Michigan, California, and New York. And I put this on this list because at the time, the world really felt over. We were in lockdown. It felt like you know, life as we knew it would never be possible again. It felt like travel would never happen. So I just wanted that to remi- remind myself that, hey, some someday this is going to end and you will be able to go on trips again. And here are all the places that you're about to see. The next thing on my list is you hit 100K on YouTube. Again, such a lifelong goal of mine. And I hit that when I was hiking in Michigan with my family. So it was such a cool on top of the world moment for me. And I'm really, really proud of myself. The next thing, Taylor Swift announces the Eras tour. Dead. I'm in a coma. That fact alone, gone. That, oh my gosh. And not only that, not only did she announce tour, I got mother freaking tickets. That blows my mind as well, because I know it was a literal battleground getting those tickets. So I'm so grateful and I'm so excited for June. It's going to change my whole life and it's going to be something that I remember for the rest of my life for sure. Okay, going back to a little bit more of a serious thing on my list, um, 
sobriety looks best on you. In my young 20s, I drank a lot. It was what me and my friends did all the time. It's just we'd go out, we'd have wine nights, we'd stay in and get drunk. And I had no, um, what's the word? Not boundaries, limits, I guess. It was always so chaotic. And because I was like 23, I didn't have bad hangovers yet. And I've gone through various periods of time since then where I chose to be sober, whether that was for a few months, six months, a year. Um, There were times where I just knew I need to detox. I don't need to drink. It's not only a waste of money, but it's killing my insides and my sanity and just making me a shitty version of myself. So, um, yeah, I think sobriety just looks best on me and I feel better. Even right now, I'm drinking less. I'm not being strict with myself, but I'm definitely not drinking if I'm home. I'm not drinking if I'm alone. I'm not drinking, like, just randomly on a weekday. It's only if I'm out and it feels like I should have... Not like it feels like I should have one drink, but, you know, if I'm at dinner with Ashton, we might get a drink with our meal. But, um, yeah, I just... Don't know what else to say about that one, but sobriety looks best on you. The next thing on my list, younger me would have called me a grandma for, but you're going to prefer early mornings, evenings in at home, crossword puzzles with unsweetened coffee, and podcasts over pop music. I have changed so much these last few years in my habits. Like, I went from, I still am naturally more of a night owl, like, without even trying, I stay up until 3 a.m. and sleep until noon. I don't like that routine, so I do push myself and I prefer to wake up early and go to bed early. And it is ingrained in my morning routine now that I need to do the crossword puzzle on the New York Times website every single morning. I would <laughs> I would tease myself so hard if I knew this is how I end up at 27. And trust me, my family does. Like, Um, my mom makes fun of me. Ashton, Ashton loves me, but he does kind of cackle at my routine. I feel like a a granny, but, um, yeah, I, like, prefer black or unsweetened coffee. Like, I don't want a ton of sugar in there. I don't drink dairy. And the most surprising part, too, is that my music taste has shifted and I prefer podcasts now. And I remember being so annoyed at my mother when I was in high school and she would drive me to school. Um, she would want to play her podcast and I'd want to listen to KDWB, which is like top 40 in pop music and all of that. And I hated podcasts. Like just hearing someone talk sounded so boring. But now I prefer it. And sometimes music is like too much for my brain. So I'm definitely turning into my mother. And it's crazy how your routines, habits, and preferences start to shift the older that you get. Um, but the last thing on my list is there are so many people whom you are going to love that you have not even met yet. Just as a reminder, because When I think back at the beginning of COVID in March 2020 and the people that were in my life, I don't talk to anyone that was in my life at that time. 
and the people that I do talk to now and the ones that I love, I hadn't even met yet. So it's just a great reminder, I think, for what's to come. But that is everything that I had on my list of things that would send March 2020 me into a coma. I hope that you found this kind of entertaining and I would love to hear some things on your list. But um, that's also kind of like a quick recap of these last few years as well and how I have changed as a person. I think if anything, it just showed what grit and determination can lead to and how I truly, I still believe this, but I truly believed at the time, like, the money is out there. You just have to, like, find it. And I tried so many different social media things, and I found it, and I struck gold a couple of times, metaphorically, but I think it would just be really shocking to see how much I was able to do in a short amount of time in terms of, like, buying this house and renovating it and changing my whole life trajectory, um... Meeting my partner, too, I think is, like, such a great blessing throughout the pandemic, and meeting him at such a a low point in my life always sticks with me because it just shows that, I mean, I know this is so oversaid, and you can roll your eyes at it if you're not ready, but you really do, like, meet that person when you least expect it and when you're not looking, and that's exactly what happened, um... But I'm really grateful for him, and I'm really grateful with where I am in life at this time. But it might be kind of cool in a few years to do this video again and see what would send March 2023 me into a coma in like 2026, because I'm sure my habits and preferences will change once again, and God knows what the next three years have in store. Um, But who knows? Maybe I'll still be doing the podcast. Yeah, that'd be pretty epic. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Definitely follow me on Instagram. Follow the podcast's Instagram page. It's just breaking up underscore podcast, I believe. Um, And please give this a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Music. Follow the playlist or podcast so that you are updated every time a new episode goes live and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Bye!